Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary, and today I'm going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We're now in round two. The last time I came on the podcast, I believe we were still in round one, and there were a few round two games being played, or that were about to occur. But now we're in in round two. Every series is a round two series, so I'm going to talk about that. But I want to talk about my crazy weekend. Um, I'm off to co- I'm off in college now. I came back home for Labor Day weekend, so this is gonna be an audio only podcast. It'll still be on YouTube. You just won't be seeing a video of my face. It'll be an audio only podcast only for this episode. This shouldn't happen very often, um, but I don't have my whole setup here, so this is what we're gonna have to deal with. Uh, but it's been a crazy weekend for me. On Friday, I went to a football game like with actual with other human beings it was crazy uh i came back to my hometown um and they started playing or where i went to high school they started they played their first game on friday so i went there wore a mask made sure i was safe um but i went and it was it was a great time the game wasn't very good because the other team uh that we were playing wasn't very good but it was just an awesome experience to be back in public watching a sporting event live. I mean, it was, it was incredible. I had a lot of fun. Um, and then my friend got COVID-19, so I had to get tested. And yeah, the COVID test is really, really bad. Um, it, it's, it's not painful, but it is super uncomfortable because the Q-tip is really, really big. Um, and they stick it pretty far up your nose to do the test. And, man, I, I squeezed the life out of the chair I was in. And it's just so uncomfortable. It makes your eyes water. It makes you sneeze. Uh, but luckily, I tested negative. Uh, but, yeah, I had to get tested because I had been around my friend who, who had tested positive. And to be safe, I wanted to make sure I didn't have COVID. Luckily, I don't. But, yeah, that was an unpleasant experience, experience getting tested. It was terrible. Uh, but I'm just glad I'm healthy. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about the playoffs. I want to talk about the Bucks Heat series a little bit, and more specifically the game, the um, game four, which happened yesterday. Uh, but yeah, the Bucks. This has been a crazy series. The Bucks are down three to one right now, um, and before yesterday's game, they were down three zero, um, and it looked like they might get swept. Um, a big reason why the Bucks are down is because. The coaching hasn't been very good. That's a big reason why. And I know you've seen this on Twitter. Um, and it's kind of, it may be boring to just hear this over and over and over again, but it's true. Mike Budenholzer has really struggled in this series. His rotations haven't been good. Um, he's not playing his star players enough. Like his two best players are Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. Um, and they're not, they're playing like 35, 36 minutes a game. And that's just not enough uh, for in the playoffs. They need, they need to be playing close to 40 minutes, at least. Um, Giannis, definitely. Giannis has to be playing 40 minutes a game. I don't really understand why he isn't. Um, but Moonholzer is just, he's just keeping their minutes capped for whatever reason. Um, and it's been like this for the entire series. And it just makes zero sense whatsoever. 
Um, but that's a huge issue. Also, the their offense is awful. Um, it's not create. It's not creative at all. There's no creativity whatsoever. I mean, it seems like every play is just, hey, Giannis, run straight at the zone defense and just try not to get a charge called. Or it's a pick and roll. Or it's just someone um, dribbled a clock out in isolation. Like their offense is so limited, and it's because of the coaching. Um, I think there was a quote that Moonholzer gave in an interview. Where he said that, um, and this is going back to the whole rotations issue. Um, he said that 35 to 36 minutes was pushing the ceiling. Um, when, and he's talking about the minutes that Chris Middleton and Giannis were playing. If, if that's really pushing the ceiling, that's a huge issue. Like, are you kidding me? It's the playoffs. And these guys, I know this is a different situation. They're playing in a bubble. This is an unprecedented time that we're in. But they, they had like five months off with the pandemic. They should not be tired. There's no reason why these guys should be playing less than 40 minutes a game. Like the playoffs, th- this is for all the marbles. Like you're trying to win a championship. You have to play your best players at least 40 minutes a game. At least. And so that's very concerning. I actually um, think that Mike Moonholzer will get fired. Um, I know that's kind of, I don't want to say it's a hot take, but it can be shocking, um, especially considering how successful they were in the regular season um, and how good they've been in the regular season over the past couple of years. But we've seen something like this happen. I mean, we saw Dwayne Casey with the Raptors. He won Coach of the Year, and he was fired immediately. Because the Raptors continued to disappoint in the playoffs. And I think that can happen to Mike Budenholzer. And I think it will. Like, the stuff that he's doing in the playoffs, are like, these issues are, like, fireable offenses. Like, bad rotations, bad offense, bad play calling. Those are all fireable offenses. And I don't care if he wins Coach of the Year. I don't care how, how good his regular season record is. I don't really care at all. The Bucks have disappointed in the playoffs year after year after year. And the main reason why is Mike Budenholzer and his limitations as a head coach. And I think that the things he's done in this playoff run are fireable offenses. I think he should be fired, and I expect him to be. I know that's going to be shocking for Bucks fans, but it needs to happen. Because if you don't, Giannis is going to leave, and you're ta- and you're going to have wasted his talents, and you're going to have wasted your title window. They got to make a move, um, and I'm I'm just I, I feel bad for Giannis uh, because he's played pretty well in the playoffs. Now he, he has struggled in this series a little bit, like he's averaging twenty three seven and thirteen, which is good. I mean th- those are fine numbers, but the efficiency hasn't been very good. Forty five fifteen fifty four shooting splits. That's not great. His numbers are worse than they were in the regular season. And he's just been kind of a little bit disappointing in this series. Um, and it's not really his fault. Um, it's mainly coaching and play calling, stuff like that. Things that are out of his control. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, I mean, he was so good against the Magic. And I don't think, uh, that people should blame Giannis. Uh, for the heat, for the, for the Bucks, um, 
losing, if they do end up losing to the Heat, which I, which I think they will, and I'll go into that in a little bit. Uh, but I don't think Giannis is to blame because nothing has happened in this series that we didn't already know. Like, we already knew that Giannis was limited in the half-court setting. Uh, we knew that he couldn't shoot off the dribble. We knew all of that. And we knew that in the final minutes of the game, of a clutch game, it's going to be hard to put the ball in Giannis's hands because he can't create his own shot on the perimeter. We already knew that. Um, but these issues are magnified times a hundred when the play calling is as bad as it's been. And, and, and his teammates are not stepping up. And, and let's talk about the Bucks roster. Um, the Bucks roster is not great. I mean, it's, it's a fine regular season roster. And it, it, like, all the players around Giannis fit well with that system. However, the system isn't very good. And having Chris Middleton be your second best player is not great. And that's no disrespect to Chris Middleton. He's a good player. Um, but for for him to be the second best player on a title, on a championship contending team, I don't think that's good enough. Um, you, you for, for, like, Giannis is this team's Batman. And, like, he needs a Robin. A- every superstar needs help. You can't win a championship on your own. And I just don't think Chris Middleton is a good enough Robin. I don't think he's consistent enough. Now, when he has games like he did yesterday, like, those flashes are awesome. But he doesn't do that kind of stuff on a consistent enough basis for me to be like, I trust Middleton to be the number two guy on a championship winning roster. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's talk about the Heat a little bit before we get into this game four. Jimmy Butler has been really, really good. Now, he's been kind of been a little bit up and down, uh, but he's definitely had his moments. Um, I mean, he, he had 40 points in one game. I believe he had 40, yeah, he had 40 points in game one. Then he had 30 points in game three. Um, he's averaging like 25 points for the series. He's been great. And the Heat are just, they're just doing such a good job of making, make, of making Giannis have a difficult time getting to his spots. They're playing great defense. They're making it tough for Giannis to get to the basket. Um, and and they're, and they're doing a great job of that. Their defense has been great. Their young guys have been playing well. Their young guys, when I talk about them, I'm talking about like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. They've been great. Um, so shout out to the Heat. Uh, I thought they had a chance to beat the Bucks. I thought they their roster was well constructed to beat the Bucks, or or at least give them a, a tough time in the series. And I mean, on my on the last podcast episode, I I said I was like, I want to pick the Heat to win this series, but I'm gonna stick with the Bucks. I'm a big Giannis fan. Um, and I believe in him, and I believe he can get it done, and, and I was just, I was too scared, I didn't have the guts to pick the Heat, that was a mistake, uh, but shout out to the Heat for what they've done in this series, they've been so good. Now let's get into game four. Um, game four, uh, the Bucks were down 3 nothing heading into this game. Um, they, they won 118-115. to 115. Uh, it was a, a very impressive performance by them, mainly by Chris Middleton, um, and they're like, it was a crazy game. The, the finish, the end of this game was wild. Um, Giannis came out in this game and he was awesome. I mean, he had 14 points in the first quarter, shot six for eight from the field in that quarter. 
Um, he was great. He came out on fire. Uh, he he did not want to go home. Um, but the heat the heat came out ready as well. Duncan Robinson he was on fire. I mean he he had a couple of threes coming off screens in the first quarter. Um, he was so good. And then the big story coming out of this game is Giannis getting hurt. I mean he got injured in the second quarter, injured his right ankle again. That's that's a that's an issue he's been having, uh, an issue that he's been dealing with, and it almost took him out of game uh, three. But he ended up playing. Now he's re-injured that ankle. I don't know if he's going to play in game five. We'll see. Uh, but he looked like he was in some serious pain. He did come back on the court to shoot free throws because if he didn't shoot the free throws, he wasn't going to be able to re-enter the game. So he did that. That was great. Uh, but without him, the Bucks have... They really don't have a chance to win the series, in my opinion. They need Giannis if they're going to be able to come back. Um, and, and beat the Miami Heat. One thing I want to talk about is Jake Crowder. Jake Crowder, he had 18 points yesterday. Shot 6 for 12 from the three-point line. He's been incredible for the Miami Heat. Especially in this series. He's hitting shots. Hitting threes. And and like that Andre Iguodala trade that happened in the regular season. Looks like the Jake Crowder trade now. Because Crowder is playing out of his mind. He's been so good. So reliable for the Miami Heat. I um, mean, and, and he's given them some extra depth uh, that they need if they want to win the title this year. Now, Bam Adebayo in this game was really, really good. And I was really impressed by him because he was hitting some mid-range shots. Um, and if he's able to hit or become a good mid-range shooter, that's going to open, that's going to allow him to weaponize his passing ability. And that's going to make him an even better player. Um, and it's going to be make the heat even better. Um, so I, I loved what I saw from him yesterday. He averaged, I mean, he had 26, 8, and 12. He was so good, played good defense. The passing was great. He was awesome. I mean, he, he was just incredible. Um, now, once Giannis went out of this game, I, I thought the game was over. I mean, just considering how limited their offense has been in the series, once Giannis goes out, I mean, they rely so heavily on Giannis just, uh, attacking the basket and just going in with his head with his head down and just letting him attack the defense. Without him, their offense is really just picking rolls and letting Chris Middleton have the ball in isolation, and that's not good enough when you're playing the Miami Heat, who have a lot of depth, uh, a good defenders, like multiple really really good defenders, and a lot of bodies to throw at Middleton. Um, I didn't think it was going to be good. I, I thought they were going to struggle in the second half. Um, and they didn't actually. I th- their offense still wasn't very good. Um, and down the stretch of this game, their offense looked pitiful. There was no creativity. And they relied solely on Chris Middleton to bail them out and hit shots off the dribble. Um, but Chris Middleton balled out. He played out of his mind. Um, he did some extremely impressive stuff in this game, especially in overtime. I mean, in overtime, I thought the Bucks had no chance because the, every possession, they would just give Chris Middleton the ball and they would have five people out on the three-point line. They'd be running a five-out offense and they would just let Chris Middleton try to create create a shot. And they had nobody moving off the off ball they had no pick and rolls, no movement whatsoever. They just had Chris Middleton with the ball in his hands. And they're like, hey, 
This is your time. You gotta create a shot. That's not who Chris Middleton really is. Like, he is not that good. Um, I would expect, like, player, like, there's only a few players I would expect to be successful in that scenario, or guys that I would trust in that kind of situation, um, because it's hard to be successful um, and to be effective when your offense is so limited like that and your coach is not helping you out at all. Um, and players that I would expect to be good in that situation is like Kevin Durant, um, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, Luka Doncic, Harden. Like there, There's like very few players I would expect to rise to the occasion, but Chris Middleton did. Um, and he had 36 points in this game. But the shots he was hitting in overtime were incredible. I mean, they were out of this world. I was extreme, extremely impressed by him. Um, like the hardest thing to do in basketball is create your own shot on the perimeter. And the difficulty of that is magnified when there's no, like your, your offense has no creativity. There's no one moving without the ball. Teams are able to double team you. They're able to put a lot of pressure on you. Um, and that's what the Heat did. But, Chris Middleton was successful anyway, and he was hitting shots off the dribble, like contested, people, hands in his face. He did that, and he was great. And that's that's the main reason why the Bucks won. Uh, they needed Middleton to play out of his mind, and he did. So shout out to Middleton. He bought out, um, and the Bucks are still alive. I do want to give a huge shout out to Tyler Hero, who had some huge threes at the end of the fourth quarter and at the end of overtime. Um, which gave the Heat a chance to win, um, but it wasn't good enough that he ended up falling. But Hero had like a, some huge moments in that game. He came up clutch, uh, but the Heat weren't able to win. Um, if Giannis doesn't play um, in Game Five, they the Bucks are gonna lose. I, I believe. I I predict that they'll lose in Game Five. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Heat. I mean, they've they've done so well in this series, and. I just didn't expect him to be this good. I mean, they had Jimmy Butler, um, who I love. I love Jimmy Butler. He's a really good player. He's a star. Um, I just didn't know if they're young guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, or, or um, I, I almost said Chris Dunn. Um, hold up. Let me look at his name. Oh, my gosh. I just had a huge brain fart. Um, Kendrick Nunn. That's who I meant. Sorry, I just had a brain fart. Uh, but I, I didn't expect Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and Kendrick Nunn to be as good as they've been. Now, Nunn hasn't played that much um, because Gordon Dragic has been playing out of his mind. Uh, but Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson have been really effective in the playoffs. And I didn't know if I could trust them. That's why I thought they would lose to the Bucks. But those guys have been playing really, really well. I've been surprised by that. I mean, they, they, have, they, they came to play in the playoffs. I love that. Uh, I do want to talk about the Kendrick Nunn situation. I actually don't know why he isn't playing. Um, and it's kind of surprising because he, he finished a uh, second in rookie of the year voting. Um, and he, he played really, really well this year. He started, he was a starter, uh, for the entire regular season. He played well, averaged like 16 points per game. Um, he was so good. But in the playoffs, he just hasn't played that much. Um, and Goran Dragic has been starting, um, and I think that's a good decision. It's kind of a, a big risk, 
uh, because you've been so used to having Kendrick Nunn be your starter. And then changing that up once you get into the playoffs is kind of risky. But I like the decision because Goran Dragic is a veteran. He's been playing so well. Um, and he made it kind of impossible not to have him be your, your starting point guard. Um, and Eric, Eric Spolster did, made that decision. And it's been a good one. I mean, he's been playing so well, so shout out to him. But yeah, this has been a, this has been a, like such an interesting series. Um, and so, unex, like the outcome has been so expected. Like, I didn't, I didn't expect the Heat to go up 3-0 on the Bucks. Um, I'm sure a lot of people didn't expect that. Um, I know, I know some people expected the Heat to win. I just didn't expect them to be so dominant. Um, but they have been, and now they're up 3-1, and it looks like they're probably going to eliminate the Milwaukee Bucks. Now let's move on and talk about the Lakers-Rockets series. This has been a such a fun series, and I was, I was looking forward to this series, um, because it's such a good, or such an intriguing matchup. You have a team that plays small ball. And lives and die by the three. Going up against a team with incredible star power. Um, but they lack depth shooting and good perimeter defenders. Um, and so it's just a, such a fun matchup. Um, and the series has been great so far. Now it's tied one to one. Um, and both teams are playing well. Harden has been great. Um, and the Rockets, the Rockets have proven that they can hang with the Lakers. Game one was tough for LA, uh, because Harden went off for 36 points. And Westbrook and Eric Gordon added 24 and 23 points, respectively. Um, and in game one, LeBron wasn't great. He had 20 points. The efficiency wasn't great. And Anthony Davis, while his numbers were fine, he could have been a little bit more dominant. I want to see him attempt more free throws. He only attempted four free throws in the in, in game one. I think those numbers can be a little bit higher. And I just want to see him be more dominant around the basket. I feel like he's been settling for jump shots too often. Um and, and he's one of the best or, or probably the best big man in the league. Um and I just want to see him be more dominant. I don't want to he sometimes he settles on the perimeter, settles for jump shots, and plays the game like he's a 6-7 wing. And that's just so incredibly frustrating uh, when you know how good he can be. Um, but yeah, game one was a struggle for, for the Lakers. Outside of Anthony Davis and LeBron, no one really played that well. Um, and, and, and even those guys, they weren't at their best. So the Rockets... They won. They, they killed the, the Lakers in Game 1. Game 2 was a totally different story. Uh, last night, uh, the Lakers-Houston played Game 2, um, and the first half looked ugly for the Rockets. The Lakers were killing them. They were up double digits, and mostly because they made sure to contain James Harden. Um, every time James Harden had the ball, they would double team him. As soon as soon as he crossed half court, they were double double teaming him. They wanted the they wanted the ball to get out of his hands, and they wanted to make his teammates beat them. They didn't want to go down in this series because James Harden went nuts and just was putting up ridiculous stat lines. They didn't want that to happen. Um, so they would have Anthony Davis go at him, and they would trap him a ton. Um, and that worked in the first half. Like, Harden only had six shots, I believe, in the first half. 
and everyone everyone around him just you know wasn't making the most of their, their opportunities. But in the second half, things changed. Um, Harden was awesome in the second half. He, I mean, he he had a lot more success getting shots off. He was able to create his own shot more in the second half. Um, and when and when the Lakers would double team him, he would pass the ball out of the double team, and the Lakers would get lost trying to rotate. And they gave the Rockets way way too many open three pointers. I mean, they they their defense was pretty poor in the second half, and the Rockets made them pay. And they just they kept chipping away at the lead. Until, until at one point, the Rockets had the lead. Uh, and the second half was just so good. Uh, but Harden, Harden was so good. And he was so productive, even though the Lakers were trapping him. And in the second half, like I said earlier, he was able to create his own shot more. Um, I mean, he, he hit some big threes at, um, in the second half. Had some step-back threes. Um, and, and the Lakers looked bad, especially on defense. I mean, just... The amount of wide-open jump shots the Rockets had was incredible. Um, but yeah, Harden came alive in the second half, finished with 27 points on good shooting splits. The main issue is that at one point, the Rockets' shots weren't falling, and Westbrook had a terrible game. He had 10 points on 7, t- 7 points and 7 turnovers. He was nowhere to be found. Anthony Davis was great. He had 34 points. LeBron was good. Marcus Morris came, or Markeith Morris, sorry. Uh, Markeith Morris came off the bench. He played so well. Um, and it went, if, like, when you have, when LeBron and AD play well, and then you add on one of their bench guys um, contributing at a high level, it makes them super difficult to beat. If they can just play better defense, they could, they would have a chance to win the title. I don't think they have a chance to win the title because. Uh, their defense isn't very good. They lack depth. They lack shooting, um, and all those all those issues are huge problems. And I think it's going to come to bite them in the butt later on in the playoffs if they if they can beat the Rockets. Um, I expect them to. Um, but yeah, this has been such a good series so far. I, I would love watching the Rockets play. Um, they know what they want to do. They have a system, um, and they're not going to move away from it. Um, I think it's a good system. I like watching. I like watching it, um, and I love watching James Harden play. Um, but yeah, game two, huge game for the Lakers. They tied the series up. They're gonna play tomorrow, um, so that'll be fun. I'm definitely watching that. Now let's talk a little bit about the other series. Um, these are series that are gonna be playing tonight. That's Clippers, uh, Clippers and Nuggets, and then uh, Raptors and Celtics. Now I don't know which game will be first. Um, but let's let's talk about Celtics Raptors first. Um, what a fun series! For, at the beginning of the series, I thought the Celtics were gonna just run f- and just crush the Raptors and possibly sweep them because their shot creation was just too much for the Raptors to handle. Siakam wasn't playing very well, and they were just letting the Celtics have um, too many easy shots. The Celtics went up 2-0 in the series. And in Game 3, it looked like the Celtics were going to go up 3-0. Uh, but, you know, OG had that game winner at the end of Game 3. Made the series 2-1. And in Game 4, the Raptors, the Raptors didn't even really play all that well. And it was kind of a sloppy game. But the Celtics were terrible. Specifically, Semi Ojale 
and Jalen Brown. Those guys couldn't hit a shot to save their life. Now, Kemba wasn't great either. The only guy that really played well for the Celtics in Game 4 was Jason Tatum. Um, everyone else just couldn't hit a shot to save their life. Um, and the Raptors weren't great, but the hu- a huge reason why they won in Game 3 is because they hit 17 threes, while the Celtics only hit 7. So they hit 10 more threes than the Celtics. That's 30 points right there. Um, so that, that was a huge issue, um, and it's a huge reason why the Celtics lost that game. But now the series is all tied up. I think the Celtics are probably going to win the series uh, because they, they have so many shot creators, so many guys who can shoot off the dribble. I think that's going to give the Raptors some issues. And I don't think the Raptors have anybody where at the end of the game they can say, hey, we're going to put the ball in your hand. And we're gonna need you to come through. I don't think they can have. I don't think they have anybody that can, that can fill that role. And I like Siakam, but he isn't that guy. And Kyle Lowry, just I don't know if he's that guy either. Um, so I think that's a huge issue. And I think the Celtics have a, have that guy. And I think and it's Jason Tatum. Uh, and I'm more I'm more comfortable with him in that situation than I am with anybody on the Raptors team. Um, but yeah, that's been a good series. Um, it's a great matchup and the series has lived up to the hype. Um, I think it's been really exciting. Um, but let's move on to the Nuggets and the Clippers. Um, because that series, that, uh, game three is being played tonight in that series. Um, it's been really interesting. I don't think either team has been, uh, consistently good. Like in game one, the Clippers just ran the Nuggets out of the building. Um, they killed them. Um, because Jokic wasn't good, and Jamal Murray wasn't good. Like, they both were pretty awful. Um, and Kawhi Leonard was awesome. Um, and the Clippers killed them. Um, but in Game 2, Kawhi Leonard wasn't good. Paul George was, um, he was, he was solid. Um, he had 22 points. I forgot, I don't, I can't, I can't remember if the shooting was very good, or if his, if his, if his efficiency was great. I haven't pulled up, actually. Uh, no, it wasn't. I mean, he shot well from three, but he shot seven for 19 from the field. That's not very good. Um, and, but Jokic and Murray came out on fire. I mean, Murray had, Murray had, uh, 27 points. Jokic had 26 points. Um, and then they had some guys come off the bench, play well. Michael Porter Jr. had 11 points. Shot five for 10 from the field. And Monte Morris, who's been really good in the bubble, um, one of the better backup point guards in the league. He had 10 points, um, shot 4 for 9 from the field. Um, they were really good. Gary Harris, he played well. Um, the Clippers just struggled in, in game two. I want to see, I want to see the Clippers be consistently great. They have a, like, they are a good, they're a good team. I just don't know if they're great. And they should be. They should be awesome. They have Kawhi Leonard, who I believe is the best player in the NBA. They have Paul George. They have so much depth. They, I mean, they have Lou Williams coming off the bench. Montrezl Harrell, who won sixth man of the year. They have so much depth. They have shooting. They have, like, they're a good defensive team. But, like, Paul George is so inconsistent. Kawhi Leonard has been great in the playoffs. Uh, he just had a bad game in game two. I don't expect that to happen again. But, um, he's been so good in the playoffs. Um, he isn't talked about enough. Like, what he's done in the playoffs this year has been incredible. He's been the best player in the playoffs, in my opinion. He's been great. Um, 
but like Paul George, he's been so inconsistent, so up and down. Well, I wouldn't say he's been inconsistent. I mean, he's been consistently bad. Um, but he does have that game every once in a while where he will play at a high level. They need him to step up. Um, and I want to see the Clippers be consistently great for once this season. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, but they should, they should win this title easily. Um, but they could be held back by Paul George. Um, and that, that will be crazy. Uh, it'll be crazy if they don't win the title and Paul George is the reason. Um, but I can't wait to see this game tonight. Jamal Murray's been playing out of his mind in the postseason. The shot creation we've seen from him has been great. Um, and I, I mean, I like this matchup. Um, I like it a lot better than if the Jazz were in this series. I just think the Nuggets have more depth. Um, I love what I've seen from Murray. I love Jokic. They got Michael Porter Jr., who can be huge offensively um, if he plays as well as he can. Um, but right now, we're just seeing flashes from Porter Jr. I'd like to see more consistency from him. I'd like to see um, their 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 bench pieces or their guys, their, like their secondary guys that aren't Murray and Jokic um, play and as high as the level as I think they can, like Gary Harris, uh, Torrey Craig, Monte Morris, um, Paul Millsap. Millsap has to step up. He was better in game two than he's been in the postseason. Um, Jeremy Grant's got to be better. He only had five points in game two. But yeah, this is a good series. I can't wait to watch playoff basketball tonight. The playoffs have been so fun to watch. Uh, we've had some great series. Round two has been phenomenal. It's been so exciting to watch. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for today. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, It sucks that we won't have a video for this podcast. uh, But I hope you all enjoy. And let me know what you all think. um, And I'll see you all next time. Peace.